Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. You all right, mate? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> were, you, were you trying to say I'm fine in Scottish? Scottish isn't a language, man. It is. It is. You've actually taught me that it is. And I will group, never again try It's a group of languages. It. Yeah, it's, it is. And it's incredible. Yeah, I miss Scotland after a week and a half. Yeah? As some parts of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, endless things to explore, it seems. Literally yeah. nooks and crannies yeah. everywhere. But uh, do you even have time to talk to me now, or are you too busy in your coding coding cave? Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that. M&A, it's raining today in Austin, so it's, it's really dark for this time of day. And I have three monitors glowing in my face. <laughs> I'm sitting in the dark, <laughs> and code is on two of the three of them. So yeah, I'm, that's, that's exactly what it looks like here. I, I kind of want to ask Sky if she's if she's feeling any like difference lately with you, or like if it potentially feels like she has an extra teenager in the house or something like that. <laughs> uh, you're you could always ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fair game. You're coding and coding and coding and sending screenshots and coding and sending code snippets and coding. How's it going with that? Yeah, I I did actually tell um, Sky uh, yesterday that uh, that's my that's my wife's name. I told her yesterday, I think it was, that I feel like I am back to the level of coding proficiency that I was before I stopped coding. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but before I stopped that's coding good. and got into sales and marketing and CEOing all the time, not the kind of CEO that got to code. Or, or rather, the one that hired coders and decided I wasn't going to code anymore. Yeah, which was back in, and probably the kind of code that we write now, and not the code you wrote in 2013. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you mean, um, right? <laughs> it is what I mean. And there's a whole interesting journey there of what it's like to go from. So, so yeah, what it's like to go from what was best practice in web development in you know the early 10s let's say um, yeah you know we had things like ajax um but to go from there to here and to do it in incremental steps where i i didn't just like decide that i was gonna well i did actually i was like let me try react and all the new stuff and i just tried to jump in all at once and just start using all the latest frameworks and tech um for front-end dev, and I was just completely over my head. So I took a big step back, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go back, and I built the MVP for Summit just using Bootstrap and jQuery and customizing it. And then when I started to do this rebuild of about a month ago now, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start there. I'm going to start from where I am from a knowledge standpoint. But every time I hit a wall, meaning, man, I wish I, I wish I could do X with the front end, then I go look for a technology that solves just that one little part, right? And that's been working out really well. So, like, the very first thing was, um, <laughs> there's a little bit of a, 
the, the dog's going to chime in. I mean, so basically one thing after another is, is how I've gotten to where I am. And I, we can go into that maybe in the updates part. But um, the idea is I have now, I feel like I've traveled through time all the way from 2012 to, I feel like I'm probably in about 20, I don't know, 2017 now, 2018. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe funny. a little later than that. Yeah, I, I'm still not 2020. Um, when did View come out? Um, I think I don't not sure where it came out, but people in the Laravel community, I think, started talking about it a lot in like somewhere between 2014 and 16. It's where people started using it a lot. I feel like okay, so actually, the initial release was farther farther back than I thought. Six years ago, February of 2014. But yeah, I'm sure it was not. You know, it wasn't the hotness that it is now. Laravel uh, was a big part of the the early success of you because yeah. Taylor Otwell from Laravel started using it on his products and kind of recommend, or you know, kind of he was championing the view on Twitter a lot at the time. And Got Laravel it. was about to become you know the most popular web framework at the time. So uh, it helped Vue <laughs> grow yeah. very quickly. That, that early makes on. sense. And uh, so that's not a good. And it's way also of an amazing framework. It. So, yeah, um, I, I really like it. It's. Uh, I was a couple years back. I I just experimented with Angular, and yeah, I I feel like Vue is what I wished Angular were, um, <laughs> because I I use Angular JS, I guess, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good data bindings and all this stuff, and then I went to look for the newest version recently and i was like oh this is not this is not what i want and then i looked at view and i was like actually this feels really comfortable like this is this is yeah. just what i wanted so yeah um, it hides a lot of complexity and it feels like you're writing html yeah so that's been great and uh yeah like you said i am i'm just having a ton of fun with it, it it's it's just amazing what's possible and the main the overarching goal of this whole rebuild other than just rebuilding it for fun because that's a terrible that's a terrible strategic reason <laughs> is i, I want to implement everything in a much more in a much drier way a do not repeat yourself way can and i challenge you a bit it's been good yeah challenge me of course i'm as a friend obviously but um so i'm just thinking when you did the the trends part which we, i think we talked about last time right yeah. Um, it looked, it it looked like the same app, but it looked much better. Like it just it was it looked more like a redesign. But what I'm seeing now that, that you're working on kind of like the sim- simulator, it it feels almost like a new product. And I'm seeing you add like a bunch of new features every day. And I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I think let's say. Bjorn and I was doing the same thing for Branch. I think we would we would kind of stop and say, "Is this a good? Uh, is it a good idea to add new features now, or is it better just to like kind of like you know recreate what we have in a better way and then add features from there?" Or how are you thinking about that? Because I would be worried that this project takes. It's maybe it takes longer than you planned because you're adding extra stuff. So you end up with more, obviously, than you had before. But 
I don't know. I, I kind of just want to challenge you a little bit and kind of like just hear your, how you're thinking about it because the features you're adding looks really cool, but it's also a lot of new stuff, it seems. Yeah. Um, first of all, that's always that's always a good pushback and thing to question. Um, and I should probably think about it more. I mean, it's easy for me to write <laughs> myself a pretty big check in terms of like time and everything else. I, I, I'm deciding what's uh, how far yeah. to go and all that. So yeah, that's that's so fair. like if if I were to defend it from your like the way I see like kind of like the vibe I get from you is like you are standardizing a lot of the stuff you do in the UI and turning it into view components and you know small you like you just showed me like a function that could add like a thing to the UI. So I'm kind of like taking it as you you're you're using that as like a proof of concept that you're building, that you're doing the right thing because now you can add these features much easier and it's actually just like add this line of code here and like add this thing here and then, you know, with the same stuff I already had, like I can do all this extra stuff. So I'm not saying like you're, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just kind of interested in your take on it. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. Yeah, um, what I am doing (laughs) is... (laughs) the product had some major shortcomings. The previous version had some major shortcomings. And yeah, I mean, it, the, the stuff you said yeah. today is like literally like my, the number one thing on my wish list. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's the number one thing on, on many people's wish lists. And so, um, I just don't, I don't think it makes sense to, uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense to launch this new version just as a redesign when mm. I I have the opportunity to fix those shortcomings at the same time. I mean, to me, it's like a, I am deep in this headspace. It's all loaded and going. I'm, I'm in here. And I know that it's, it's a risk, right? This is like the risk of every mm. home remodel and everything else. But yeah, when I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can so much more quickly do... That's an interesting point. ...all the things that I need to do. And, and I'm Yeah, that's an interesting this, point. I'm in this headspace. Um, I don't want to have to come... I don't want to launch this thing and then a week later, somebody's like, oh, this is really cool. When is it going to do that thing, though? And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I could have done that when I was in there. You know, I, it probably would have taken me three extra days, but I didn't because I just wanted to get this out there. It's like, okay, that's cool. It's still not good enough for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like Bummer. when the municipality is like putting out new water pipes for everyone. And then a month later they need to put out fiber cables for everyone and it's the same hole they need to dig. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's, that's a great metaphor for it as well. And, and here's the thing, like the, those additional features are stress testing the design. Yeah. Like you said, the underlying architecture is being put to the test as I attempt to say, okay, Hey Matt, that's great, man. Founding engineer, you created this new version. I just signed up to work at Summit. You want me to add this feature? Um, 
it's not really going to be easy. Like I know you did that awesome redesign, but like it's still it still sucks to do this. Mm. <laughs> and so in some sense, I have another customer in mind this whole time, which is future yeah. team, team members at Summit who would much rather have a really solid software. Uh, I just want to say architecture to work with. Uh, yeah. not. And so like not adding any features really doesn't allow me to dog food my own product yeah i think that's a great point too like i've heard you as kind of like not stakeholders kind of like a stakeholder in this project i've heard you mention future employees future partners mm-hmm. yourself and yeah. also customers but like a bunch of other people as well and that's that's a good point as well i think yeah i mean it's not a successful if you looked at the charter for this rebuild right if you will it's not make it look better right <laughs> it's not add features it's make it reduce the amount of Remove time bottlenecks that, and stuff. dramatically reduce the amount of time it takes to add new features to the product yeah that's yeah, actually and, uh, charming, i gotta right? say and you're like, yeah you're proving your point <laughs> yeah exactly like some of the things you're talking about uh there are a couple like i i just did something before i got on the line with you that took me probably 60 seconds because I just def- defined an object and in the old world it would have taken me half a day. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't want to yeah. spoil uh, any uh, anything you're working on, but I was excited about the stuff you sent yesterday and especially the stuff you sent today. Oh, yeah. No, I I I am too. And, and and by the way, like those are fundamental entities in this entire system. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not in some sense, like I'm not only dog fooding my own, hey, is this actually a product that's easy to extend? I'm also choosing, like, as the initial tests of that, I'm yeah. choosing very fundamental features like events and people, which are just, you know, so core to everything. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and actually what's nice about the events piece i'll just i'll just like mention that strategically like how it fits this charter is by allowing users to define events i've actually made i get to actually go back and reduce the size of the overall code base because these events they're actually little bits of code and functionality that users can create yeah so, and it reminds yeah. me of another product <laughs> <laughs> oh uh hmm. yeah i don't so which one is B, that b um or bit bucket trunk 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 oh branch right um yeah it's actually i mean we're just in updates now right i can yeah, yeah. host i can okay so i was actually in um sitting here at my desk and uh took took a little break and my daughter one of my daughters um she asked me to help uh, set up Minecraft uh, with mods. Um, and those of you that don't know, <laughs> some of you know and some of you don't, um, if you've ever been a parent and you've not done this before, um, I, I just I don't know how the parents who don't have coding experience do it. But basically, you end up <laughs> downloading this Java file, this jar from some you know FTP that feels a little bit shady, and then you run that. And then, because you ran that... You extract that, you restart Minecraft, you can drop these other jar files in this mods folder, and then you restart Minecraft again, and then suddenly you have all these 
mods that you have access to. I like it. It's cool. But I was doing that for one of my children and I've done it several times before. So um, it was easy and it gave me a little bit of free mental RAM where I was like, this is really cool how like Mojang could basically create Minecraft, but they didn't have to create all of these amazing things that everybody loves and uses and like probably increases the value of Minecraft exponentially. Mm. (laughs) And it was like, huh? So I kind of mulled on that (laughs) for a while. I'm like, how could I make summit more moddable? Like how can I enable people to use summit? And I just, my brain just, just was grinding on that thought all afternoon. And then I just had this realization of like, what is a, basically the question was in my world, in my product, and maybe this will help some listeners, like in your product, what is a mod? Like, what would a mod be? If, if it makes sense, like what is mm-hmm. something that a user, what's an object or piece of data that a user could define that would extend the product and yeah. in a safe way where, you know, worst case scenario, it just doesn't work. It fails, right? Best case scenario, it adds functionality to the product without you having to do anything. And for me, I just had this realization that I'm building a simulator. Events that you can add to the timeline are essentially my version of mods, right? And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> once, I had, once I had that breakthrough, I'm like, I have to create this. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did. I created the data model yesterday in the UI uh, yesterday afternoon. And today I'm going to create the, um, create the, uh, menus to actually create events using the front end. Um, but yeah, yeah, like this is, I think, look at WordPress. uh, That's the whole like model, I think for why WordPress was so successful because it's so easy to extend because you can just hook into all these events and Mm. they call them hooks, but they are events and you can run your own filters of the data. And if you have enough of those little hooks or events in your app, people can do whatever they want, <laughs> which is yeah. very useful sometimes. Yeah, that's funny. I, I decided to call, I have events and I have signals. Um, mm. Signals are things that the simulator fires, if you will, and you yeah. can hook onto those. And so the simulation starts, that's a signal. And so you can say, hey, when it starts, I want these nine things to happen, right? these nine events. Mm. And, and then other examples of signals are like when a new hire is hired, you know, when an organic lead is acquired, when a paid lead is acquired, when a certain calendar date goes by. Um, all these kind of core events, if you want to think of them that way, I, I basically called signals. So it's basically you know that inside the future little simulation world, this event is happening. And you can essentially hook into that chain of events and say, right then and there, right at that moment, I want to run this calculation or I want to trigger this other event to uh, basically, yeah, to do something. So, if, you know, you said, hey, every July, the third, <laughs> the third Thursday of every November, actually the third Friday, I want to add, you know, 150 leads, right, to my funnel because I want to represent Black Friday, right? Or Cyber Monday or whatever it is. Like you can yeah. do that now. And it it allows me not to have to write code that like solves for all of those cases. 
somehow yeah. omnis- omnisciently, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like here's a checkbox. If you want to have cyber Monday be a thing, it's like, no, I, I don't need to do that. You just, you define an event and people can get good at creating these event recipes, if you will. And please make I'm, sure this summit script is uh world documented. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I just signed up for a tool the other day that's supposed to listen for um, Stripe webhooks. And then you can send emails based on that, like kind of like Zapier, but specifically for Stripe. And there is a text field that set rules. And then the, the kind of like the description set at add conditions <laughs> mm. and it's just a text field oh gosh and there was no <laughs> mention of like what's a condition or what's a rule what's the syntax what's the what's the language like <laughs> wow i was like i had no idea what to put there so i couldn't i i couldn't use the tool i had to use sap here instead oh man yeah, yeah good good documentation um so uh is key and, and that's another thing i'm going to be doing during the cooldown period of all this is I get to go back and delete a ton of code that I'm not using anymore. I mean, just so listeners understand, like this is a, I'm going from, in some cases, thousands of lines of templates, like templates that are thousands of lines long. Um, and that's like for a core piece to, you know, 150 lines. And that's just a lot more <laughs> maintainable. That's a lot more maintainable, um, easier to document and, you know, easier to, Actually, it's easier to optimize as well, right? Like if there's a bottleneck mm. and it's the same code being used over and over again, it's obvious where to invest your energies. Well, let's put that you have single points of control or denser points of control than if you had, you know, a much larger code base. So I'm I'm very excited, um, and nothing's gonna. There's just no reason to not do this, and like I'm on day 14. And it's just kind of crazy that like looking back, um, if when I look back six months from now, these 14 or 28 days or 21 days, whatever ends up being like, there's just no way that won't have been worth it. Um, no, <laughs> it's, it's, insane. I, I can't wait to use it. Honestly, yeah. it looks, yeah, perfect. it's, it's a different, it's, it's what I need to build. And that's the other thing. Like I, I'm taking a year a f- a one year you know multiple paid trials and over you know now 900 signups worth of feedback and and f- and uh, focusing it on this effort yeah like what do what's the product that i actually need to have and yeah of, co- of course you need to do that <laughs> it's, it's not it's not starting up if you don't do that so um it was just a fork in the road of like i'm either going to try to take all of that feedback and do it against the old product which mm. felt like it was going to take six to 12 months to do that or i'm going to rebuild this thing take all that risk but then be able to do that if it works it's three months or two months um and then after that the payoff is just ginormous so that's what i chose option b (laughs) that's awesome man good stuff coming out thanks yeah and uh thanks to all the folks that have made this amazing open source technology and in some cases paid tech i have to say tailwind ui is worth every penny and then some once again (laughs) uh, adam 
uh, Wathan actually did say on, tw- on on Twitter the other day, like, "Hey, if you haven't, if you get stuck, let me know." I was like, "Oh man, thanks for the uh, thanks for that ticket. I will save that for when I'm actually not just being an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nice, I'm excited. Yeah. So, how are you? I'm good. Um, we just released Team Access earlier today, Woo-hoo. and I haven't seen any bark reports coming in. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was kind of we we waited a couple of days where we were like, you know, realized that there was some part of the th- the thing like we wanted to test a bit more, and one there was another day where I had like a lot of meetings and I was away from my computer and didn't wanna, you know, release like a really big pull request with four new database tables and stuff like that. And I like complicated migration script. They didn't want to do that. (laughs) If I'm not there, we didn't want to do it Friday afternoon. Like normally we don't care if we release on a Friday, but Mm. we also don't want to like ruin our entire weekend. (laughs) if We don't have to. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so today was the day and, uh, we released it and everything went smooth. Um, congrats. Thank you. We, we kind of like, you know, we took a backup, a few backups just before we released and we were like, okay, we're going to release, we're going to see how it goes. And if it's terrible, we're going to roll back. But, you know, it's kind of like you get to the point where you, you run the migration, you look, if everything looks, looks right, you kind of log in and log out and like try the new features and see if it looks all right. And then, you know, in about five to 10 minutes, hopefully, you know, like, if this is a thing now or not, because eventually, like, you can't <laughs> roll back, right? So you yeah. have to kind of say from, okay, the basic stuff works. And the way we implement it is that all the existing users got a team. So, you know, every team has yeah. one member. Congrats. Um, Ta-da. And we, <laughs> yeah, so we realized that everyone had a team now. And we were like, okay, so even if like the invite system doesn't work or if there's a problem with like some sort of user role or something like that, that's something we can fix. You know, we can branch out from what we have now and fix that and deploy again, but we can't roll back now. Like now, now we have team access and we're going to fix it from here on, um, which felt good. So now it's out. And even if we find a bug, which we probably do, you know, it's it's a fix it's like you know a, a, it's contained in a small pull request hopefully so yeah, yeah. so what does that, that feel like? really good yeah, yeah. it felt oh, really good go. it, it's been a <laughs> it's been a big one and it's been delayed because of my travels and mm-hmm. yeah but it just feels good it feels like it's one of those features that really makes it feel more like a real app right um, right because it's just something if you sell something to like agencies which is groups of people that work together it just seems like something you should have yeah of course so it feels good to have it does it yeah and does it um shift your does suddenly the desire to go out and market this thing increase are you not there yet yeah there's a that that thing and another thing like i'm in general like i'm feeling pretty i'm feeling much better than i did on the last episode with the big cut we took in april okay um but yeah 
the, I guess the only thing that went bad today when we released it was our own dashboard. So basically we, the way kind of we handle, we want to make sure that you, you know, of course, only ever see stuff from your own team. So the way we did it is we added this big, like global scope on the, so every database query ever has your team ID in it automatically, even mm-hmm. if we don't, we, if we forget to add it in a query. Of course. Yeah. You um, just have it twice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So like I wanted to log into our own, you know, kind of like the branch admin dashboard where we can see all the users and stuff. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> but uh, now like I can only see my own stuff in there. <laughs> well done. It works. Yeah. So I broke it for myself, um, but it should work for everyone else. My, uh, I don't know if this I is original. That was funny. Yeah. But, um, uh, works as programmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it would have probably been bad if it hadn't worked that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That would have <laughs> been a very bad sign. Um, yeah. So cool, besides that, like I've been in super uh, kind of like janitor mode this week. Um, mm. With There's a lot of stuff that I hadn't really had time to or the imagination to clean up after the Stripe migration back in December which basically means uh, that branch and WP Pusher is now being sold through the same Stripe account, which is a horrible thing to do. Um, but it's it was the only option, and it's what Stripe wanted me to do. Okay. And the problem with that is everything is either WP Pusher branded or branch branded. And, you know, every setting in Stripe... Yeah. Applies to both products, mm-hmm. which is just really annoying. And then I've talked about the metrics as well. So I've I've mentioned that I've been using ProfitWell and Chart Mogul for this. Um, and then so the funniest thing was it last was it last week we talked about Bear Metrics and how I wanted their recover product, but I didn't want to sign up for their metrics. Yep. So this is this is funny on like multiple dimensions now. But first of all, um literally two after two hours after we recorded that, I got the automated email from Corey at Bear Metrics that said Bear Metrics without the metrics. That was basically <laughs> him experimenting with offering the recover product on its own. They're doing some amazing scanning of social <laughs> to yeah, time their marketing social. emails. <laughs> what, what this do, was I, I was I, know, I hadn't even I, edited the podcast. I, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, this was that's, so weird. Like, what Alexa are the level? Yeah, that's Alexa level. It was weird. like an hour or two later, and I was like, "Dude, first I was like, oh, he listened to the podcast." Podcast. I was like, "The podcast Wait, is not out until not out? like two days or something like that." So <laughs> weird. So I wrote him like, <laughs> "That's great." What kind of uh, voodoo that was. Um, but yeah, basically that uh, caused me to sign up for Bear Metrics today for a trial, and to my joy, <laughs> Bear Metrics understands my metrics, even though my Stripe account is so messed up. So they actually have the right MRR figure in the dashboard, and I'm like, "Whoa! I didn't think this was possible because none of the other providers can figure this out." Nice. So. Yeah, this is like, this made me so excited. Like, that's the the thing I've been missing the most since December is like having, that's one of the things we love as SaaS founders is like seeing our metrics. And when, 
like there's nothing worse than seeing metrics that you know is not right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Um and basically when you do a Stripe migration, you delete all the subscriptions from the old Stripe account and you recreate them on the new account, but then you set the start date of the subscription to the renewal date from the old account, if that makes sense. Okay. Does that make sense? Like you have to basically say that, okay, this guy is going to renew in 98 days, mm-hmm. but we're creating a new subscription for him. So the start date is just going to be in 98 days. Right. You're creating a seamless. Yeah. But the yep. way ProfitWell and ChartMogul reports this is basically they say, um, they don't count it as MRR until the subscription has started. Mm. And that's why Einer was like, what's going on with your growth? Because, you know, I was adding oh, five I years see. of legacy WP Pusher subscriptions on top of my new subscriptions every month. So it looked like I was growing a lot because I had to like grow to my, you know, previous MRR figure plus some okay. in within a year <laughs> when right, everyone right. had renewed. Right. And he didn't understand what was going on. And, but Barometrics understands that. Like the hmm. SU, like on the date of the Stripe migration, they have the MRR number from the old Stripe account. And That's I. That's impressive. It just, it tells me that somehow, like they understand this better than me and better than other products. Somehow they understand it. Cool. And, and, Actually, maybe I do care about their metrics now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Too. Like, I spent the whole day in, or no, the whole afternoon in bare metrics, like setting up email sequences and stuff. Even something super quirky uh, I had set up to basically, I wanted to send people a notification seven days before the renewal because WP Pusher is annual. And I thought it's a bit like, it's just nice, you know, courtesy to tell someone that you're going to build them if you haven't, you know, done it for a year. So I wanted to set up a notification for that. And I have always, always had that, but the way it worked is basically I had Stripe send a webhook seven days before um, a renewal. And then I was catching that webhook with Zapier and then using um, Zapier to send an email with Mailgun or something like that. Okay. And it was just very, it was no code yeah 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 it was no code and it's what it's the kind of thing where you maybe you want a little bit of code um and barometrics has code for this so i could Hmm. use them instead and uh, so like they they understood my metrics they their dining product looked really good they allowed me to turn off like a really complicated uh zap that i had that i didn't like um and I'm pretty sold on it. And the funny thing was, like, I ran into a few quirks in their UI. Um, and I almost didn't care. <laughs> like, I, I, I wanted it to work so badly. Like, everything, <laughs> like, I, I just wrote down, like, stuff that I, like, quirks that I ran into or, like, stuff that I expected to work in a different way so I could send it to them. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it was just a really nice feeling signing up for something and you're mm-hmm. just so invested because you can just tell like instantly, okay, this is going to solve such a big problem for me. It's going to create so much value. That's I'm, awesome. I'm going to do everything it takes to get this working for yeah. me. Yeah. And I don't care about little quirks, like we'll work it out. But like, I'm just, it was just a nice feeling. And I, I don't think I've had it. I ha- I don't remember the last time I felt that with a product, um, but cool. kudos to the Barometrics team. Like 
they they got it going for them. This episode is brought to you by Bear Mattress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I felt like that was uh, appropriate after. No, I don't, it's I don't... <laughs> well deserved. That is not a paid. That is not a paid spot. It's so good. That it <laughs> no. Could be, but it's just a testament to great craftsmanship on the product. So that's that's great. Yeah. My number one uh, wish right now uh, in my wish list for Bear Metrics is basically what Shirt Mogul has that you can turn on a segment. Um, and in my case, that would be branch customers or WP Pusher customers. And then everything in the dashboard is only like related to that segment. Um, that's oh, the only thing I, yeah, I would yeah. love to see there. Um, I'm sure they'll have that one day. Filtering by segment? Yeah, exactly. You can't do that like on the metrics, I think, one by one. But I just want to like change the dashboard to be branch or WP Pusher. Got it. And then basically in all the emails I had to set up, I I changed the company name to Branch and WP Pusher, which is like, it's not ideal, but at least like f- f- on my, with my personal brand, like that's what I'm known for. I'm building Branch and I also the founder of WP Pusher. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people in the WordPress community kind of knows that anyways. And then a lot of people know about both products and so that way, like maybe they'll even add a little bit of trust for the people that only know one of them, um, but is learning about the other. Um, so it's not ideal, but like all the branding right now, when it comes to billing is branch and WP pusher. And it's, that's the best I could do for now, but it's much better than what I had before. And thank you, bear metrics. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it, glad it's helping you, uh, work. Yeah. Through. I mean, in some, WP Pusher is overall a, like, it's a great, uh, I don't want to say safety net. It's just very supportive of you. Uh, it's it's good for you as a business. It's also some work from time to time. And it feels like it's less autopilot cruise control than it was maybe when you first joined Tiny Seed. I don't know. It does seem like it's. Yeah. Yeah. The work. Stripe migration. The Stripe mig- migration was rough and it it's just created so much overhead. Yeah, maybe uh, that's what it is. Maybe. It's still just kind of, um, yeah. That, and I'm that not, really you know, I'm not excited it. about working on WP Pusher, so it's always a bit draining when you have to have to do it. But right now, I feel good because this has been, I've been feeling bad for not doing this faster. Um, that's it's good. been on my to do list for a long time, but it feels good now. That'll free um, up. And some I'm just so excited to cycles. see the the real metrics. And yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it was actually. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have any um, feedback, correct, yet? Or we, we should. I mean, you're getting, in terms of uh, listeners who were paying attention to the last chapter of the story, our push yeah, so what I can looking say, better, worse, same. Yeah. yeah, so if I just look at the revenue, I'm at, I'm close to half of May last year. And we're closing, we're close, we're not even, it's... Okay. Not even half through the month, right? So maybe, yeah, there's yeah, a chance of, because that it it's could mostly be a good annual. Uh, well, not mostly because you already said it's like a hundred percent annual subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. What that means is that last you didn't rebound from last month, meaning like regain those subscriptions. No. But what it means is that you aren't taking additional hits this month so far. Yeah, I want to see how May 2020 compares to May 2019. 
Yeah. That's like, that's my goalpost. Okay. And preferably doing a little bit better, but that's a lot to ask for right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of WP Pusher, I had a nice experience. I was um, one of the partners I'm working with. Um, so I'm talking to a product manager there um, because that's relevant to doing partnership and like, you know, integrating with their product. But he mentioned that their sales team, when sometimes they had to, you know, they needed some extra features uh, in terms of deployment to close a deal with a customer, they would recommend one of my competitors. And the funny thing was that when I spoke to this company um, back in December and Branch was very much a CI CD tool, Mm-hmm. They wouldn't necessarily have thought of Branch as an alternative to this. Like they wouldn't have thought of that as a competitor to Branch. But now that Branch is a deployment solution in their mind and my mind, they realized that they were recommending another tool for the same job. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily a great experience. You know, they're recommending a tool because that's what someone knew five years ago or something like that. And you know, they had a help doc or something like that. That was a bit outdated, but, you know, they had something that they could sh- send over. So that solved the problem for them, even though it wasn't um, amazing necessarily. Mm-hmm. And he was like, maybe you should demo this to the sales team because they're recommending this competitor of yours, but I think they should just recommend this in- like this instead because it's, you know... It's tailored to our platform and it's tailored to WordPress and um, it just seems much better. Um, and I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll demo it to your sales team. Um, so I did it. I, I, I ended up doing a demo for them. And it's actually the first time in a very long time I've done a demo um, on a call. So it's kind of awkward, but it <laughs> went all right. Okay. And the funny thing was that as one of the the sales reps was already recommending WP Pusher. And he actually had no idea that it was the same person behind Branch and WP Pusher. Um, oh, yeah, funny. but like that, that was some nice um, tailwind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in this sales demo or this demo, um, because like instantly, like I was already solving a problem for him and it was literally like the day before or something like that. He had recommended it the last time, you know, he had already like used one of my tools in closing deals and now i'm here with like a better bigger tool and i have like documentation specifically for that their platform i also now have a screencast for their platform like i know details about their platform so when some of their customers run into problems i can fix it for them it's like it just felt like all the synergies (laughs) like it was a really good fit and i'm i'm really excited to see how it goes and if they start um, recommending branch instead and mm-hmm. and and how they feel about it and how like if it's actually solving a problem for them yeah they've I mean, even that could be really big for you obviously yeah I, it i feel like something like that working really well could really be a turning point mm-hmm. because it's scalable it's um it's something i mean it's a success story that you can show to other hosting companies and it's not something I have to do. Um, these people even ask for an affiliate program. So maybe that's something we can talk about on another episode. But like, Ooh, yeah, that's a really nice incentive. They've actually asked me for it several times. Um, yeah, I don't mind like if a bunch of salespeople 
you know, want to make an affiliate commission on selling branch to their uh, existing customers. Like that's, that works with me. Yeah. And I will withhold all of my experience and commentary on that other than if it works, (laughs) that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, it's the product is, I know based on you, I've not used it because I'm not a, I'm not a uh, WordPress developer, but um, like I, from what I've seen and all that we've said, the product is, is great. It's just now this weird, is this weird moment where I think what you learn is that there's a critical mass of distribution that once when you're prior to that point, you actually don't really understand why like this avalanche isn't happening where people are just, you know, the, the majority of the people who should be using it, aren't using it. But then you get to that critical mass moment or point and that whole avalanche just comes loose and suddenly it happens, but it's not, it's not like one or two or 10 or 20 people. It's not even like 500. It's like a thousand, you know, 500 2000 there, there's some number where fingers crossed it, it will then be yeah it, it will then be inevitably something that everybody knows about that that should know about it um it doesn't take much because we're so connected but you you can languish in obscurity uh before that fingers crossed man and I'm seeing yeah. a lot more sign up, not a lot more, but like I'm seeing good signups these days, like just over the weekend, like got th- the past couple of days is like, like three or four people a day, um, which is at least two times more than normal. So cool. uh, seeing good signs and also like the bare metrics live stream. How addicting, addictive is that? And I just want to oh. say like, now that we're paying tribute to WP Pusher and... <laughs> how important it is like in just the past hour when we've been doing this like someone upgraded to my agency plan and someone new bought the freelancer plan um wow thank you wp pusher yes <laughs> more runway the much appreciated on giving yeah <laughs> that's, that's great cool yeah so uh should we wrap it up here i think so nice uh nice hearing about your progress on the on the rewrite i'm really excited to use it myself like i want to i want to add my events and resources yeah i I can't wait i can't wait it's it's going to be it's going to be that moment for me where i can then turn my attention to promotion and marketing and that's exactly where i wanted to be that's actually uh kind of like where i'm at with branch as well where like when you talk to someone and they need a new feature you'll be at the point where a lot of the times you actually don't need to write a new feature. You just need to help them build that feature themselves. Exactly. Like here's the recipe to do that. And we might make this core one day, but for now you can literally just code this yourself with these clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait. Well, thanks, man. Awesome, man. man. It's good to chat. Talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.